0: Augsburg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda and viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat or go out for a nice walk in nature. In this episode that focuses on psychology, I want to speak to you about one of those buzzwords. Again, I love speaking about the buzzwords. But it's also, of course, because it relates to everything that we speak about. It relates to also what I've been speaking about for the last two months where I've made like two mini series, I want to call it, on chronic inflammation and chronic stress. Because the word that I want to talk about today is trauma. Now, I've spoken about trauma before in this podcast I've spoken about it on this aspect that the body keeps the score, right? And I've actually spoken about it in many ways because also when we've spoken on addiction and habit formation and things like that, it is very much linked to trauma because the addictions and the habit formations are actually our response to the traumatic experience existing inside of us. So I'm going to dive into this straight away and I will also talk about, of course, how to best deal with it on your own or with someone who can be your guide, be your light in the tunnel be the lighthouse as you navigate through your emotions one of the first things to remember when we talk about trauma is that trauma is not what you went through trauma is not the reality of the events but more the reaction that happened inside of the person so how we perceived it it is really important to understand that part because well first of all for a very long time we would consider that trauma could only really be something that came out of extreme situations such as war zones famine and physical sexual abuse And when we would look at physical sexual abuse, we would have that perception very often of something that was very obvious from the outside. And so what is very important to understand in this, because many people, what I see in therapy, for instance, or even, of course, in the Ayurvedic work we do as well, don't understand how it is that they might have a reaction in their being that seems like a trauma reaction when there's seemingly no reason for this in the past. So if it is not about the event, if you didn't come from a war zone or from, you know, a family where neglect was um, obvious, then you might have experienced trauma anyway, because it is a question of how it occurred originally, which means that a child with a parent who is very angry will perceive that parent in a way that's very different to the adult you today that looks at that parent. We are probably the most vulnerable creature to be born and we stay vulnerable for a very long time. Basically up to adolescence and maybe even a little bit longer. Now this means that our survival mechanism is working to learn how to survive for a rather long time. And due to the fact that our brains are different to other animals in the sense that we can plan for the future, we can ruminate on the past and we can imagine situations, we have developed a very detailed, nuanced way of using this survival instinct. I have said many times in the past that our primary need is not food and shelter as much as it is to belong, because due to this fact that we stay vulnerable for so long for survival, it is inherent in us that we need other people in order to survive. As a side note to that, I would say that a lot of people in the world, who have this idea of we don't need other people or you are complete to do your life, you know, on your own and all of that, whether it's, you know, in just our ordinary world or whether it's just in those um, circles of um, spiritual practices where it's been misunderstood, I'd say that it's a <laughs> our highest form of gaslighting. To use that word, to use another pop psychology word, because it's not true that we don't need other people to survive. We do need other people to survive because that was ingrained in us from birth. There's a difference between needing other people to survive and depending on other people to make us feel whole. Okay, There's two different things there. So we need other people to survive. We need belonging, which is why, of course, this what we call love connection is really our primary need of survival. We can also call that attachment. Humans need attachment, but we also need one more thing, and that is to stand in our own true nature, meaning to be genuine, to be authentic. When we learn so early on in life to adapt to a set of rules that are unwritten as well right these like hidden way of bringing us into society there's no these are the rules this is what you need to follow in order to be accepted that would probably have been easier for us if we had that no it's really hidden and we have to figure it out on our own so that's part a little bit of that gaslighting once again because they make us believe, right, that just be yourself and, you know, I just want you to be happy, which is not true at all. I just want you to be happy if you follow follow a number of rules, right? So since we need to learn that in order to be, you know, attached, you also then need to lose a part of yourself, which means that you need to give up on your authenticity in order to survive. So we need, therefore, to disconnect from our gut feeling our instincts actually see this is what's so different with animals just go with their instincts because there's no question that their instinct could be wrong we need to know that there's attachment and we need to know that we can be authentic in order to not be traumatized let's say in order to feel whole in order to feel safe and This is where it goes wrong, you see. And this is why we then develop all these strange behaviors that we have and addictions and patterns of, well, habits, patterns of behavior. And you see, the essence of the fact that we are more or less everyone traumatized lies in this. The essence of trauma is the loss of this sense of self. And that sense of self being, I am feeling safe, I am feeling what's going on inside of my body, whether it's sensations on a physical level or whether it's something more subtle as a gut feeling, so emotions, or then the thoughts that are connected to these messages. So the healing happens when you are reconnecting to that authenticity I want to take the opportunity to mention my online program for you it's a program dedicated to healing all kinds of typical illnesses that we find in modern days from chronic fatigue anxiety digestive issues weight gain weight loss insomnia and everything in between now I've put this together in a way that We assure success through three individual consultations with me, eight group sessions with a whole group, and educational material for you to digest whenever you can and want to. We work on healing whatever you want to heal, take care of whatever needs seem to be unmet in your organism, or even without trying to heal something specific, finding the perfect routine that works for you. If you are seeking to find more balance in your life, if you keep yo-yoing in how you're feeling physically, mentally, or emotionally, and never being able to really see how that stabilizes, then this program is for you. Get in touch with me, either through my website, yogisha.com or send me directly an email charlotte at yogisha.com and we'll jump on a call to talk about it more. Thank you for listening back to the episode. When we look at the development of a person from childhood and on and the traumatic events that happens I have in the past taken the um, example or kind of like metaphor of a tree that grows in a space where it can't really grow straight up because maybe it is growing at the base of a mountain for instance and so in order to be able to still connect to the sunlight it might take the shape of how the mountain is so that it bends in how it grows and so basically what I mean by that is that we do so too. So we begin and we go with the flow of the natural flow of energy, and then there's a traumatic event occurring. And so that does not necessarily mean that it's a one-time thing, but it's just something that happens in our life that disconnects us from this very natural flow of the energy, okay? This is where I'm saying where there's the first understanding that I need to lose myself then we kind of adapt into that and huh? we become very resilient in that sense. So we adapt into that and we might then take a curb, let's say. There's a blockage that happens and we continue to grow and then there's another one and then there's another one. So if you would imagine something that just likes trying to make its way up towards the sun with um, different blockages, so then we take another turn and then we would almost imagine this like crooked path basically, which is the path of our life, the journey that we are on, which is not a straight line. And that is also your body. And this is why the body in itself, the way it looks like today, is a blueprint of all those events. It's like a map of you. It's the book of you, if you will. And so in those blockages, there were these Situations, therefore, where you had to disconnect from your authenticity in order to feel that you were connected, which means that you step by step dissociate from your messages, physical, mental, emotional. So we don't assimilate what happened. There's a lack of integration of what we were feeling in that moment. So it's the experience that is not processed Which means that it doesn't just flow with the rest, it is blocked, right? The same way that if you hurt yourself physically, an injury will also create some kind of blockage. And if it doesn't heal, then that will stay blocked. And when it heals, we can regain, we can um, recover and regain the natural flow. So there's a few things to keep in mind as we consider this and that is when something heals it means that it experience the opposite. When we want to heal trauma we need to create the opposite experience. What this means is that we need to approach the trauma that was created in the perspective of the child but then with our adult rational mind stripping the reaction of the mystery around it and then approach the event and more so the traces of it with the love and kindness that we are capable of today in our safe space, but that we needed when that first occurred. Very often what I notice is that we get stuck in a narrative about who we are about what has happened to us. And that's okay, we might need to be in that for a while in order to feel that is acknowledged because most of the time it's been pushed away. However, the past will never disappear. No matter how much we ruminate on it, it will never disappear. And so we can continue to define ourselves by the past experience or what we can do instead is to see the reaction inside of us, not the event, the reaction inside of us. Focus on that one instead, instead of the event. Healing that experience in the way that I just explained so that I I don't have to spend the rest of my life being the one who was traumatized by a past experience. The trauma in itself is not what happened. The trauma is what happens inside of me. It's the trace. And that is good because then I can do something about it. I can't do anything about the past. You are a person. You are a blueprint of a life journey full of these experiences, the crooked path, both happy and unhappy, that made you the person that you are today, which in itself enriched you. So for instance, addictions and the different habits that we've created that we can't get rid of are ways that we have tried to actually heal the trauma inside of us. So what happened, what we're feeling inside of us as we make our way on this journey that we call life. The addiction is a process of any kind of behavior that brings us a feeling of freedom in the moment and therefore we start to crave it in order to keep feeling free, to compensate from this experience that we have inside of us, the feeling that we have inside of us, but then that in the long term has negative consequences on us instead. And so it is really what we call the addiction, right? When we keep doing it even though it has negative consequences in the long term. So therefore, healing from the addiction is reconnecting to that sense of self that we've lost, that created the trauma in the first place. So how do we deal with that? How do we heal from it? Well, one thing's for sure, you can't heal by hating yourself, which is what we do most of the time when we keep just doing what we're doing. It's like I said, um, I think maybe it was last week or something, that if you come and see me, it is because what you've been doing so far is, not working. (laughs) So you need to go through a discomfort by experiencing something that's unfamiliar so that you do something different. And there are a certain amount of things that you can do on your own, first of all, in order to deal with this. But naturally, it will be easier to have someone who guides you through it because you're the one experiencing So it can be really challenging and overwhelming to try to work on it. But the very first thing to do is to restore a sense of safety. Right? In order to learn how to swim, you need to have someone who guides you. And you might even have a life jacket in order to be in the water without feeling unsafe. So that you switch off the stress response, actually, which is what's happening in your fight or flight. And then when you have that, you need to learn to develop the skill of what it is to swim, to learn how to do something. So then I took the example of swimming in this sense, but that means, for instance, that you need to learn how to feel safe in yourself. And maybe you need to do that with someone who shows you, let's say through therapy, Or, let's say, through learning how to meditate, so to condition your brain to find rest and digest mode. Then there are techniques where you recondition your brain, basically, which can be done in the therapeutic sessions through certain techniques. But it can also be done just by yourself. And one of the things that is very, very good for this is to actually just... Be out in nature, which is humans' natural habitat for thousands of years. And to be active, do things with your physical body and with your eyes, because this is how we recondition the brain as well, by moving our eyes and looking at things in nature. Which means going for hikes, going for walks, Being as much as possible out in nature, it's actually going to be extremely healing of of your trauma. Because of the connection between the subtle and the gross, which means physical sensations, mental ideas and emotional sensations, somatic work is going to be very healing. These blockages that were created in the body as making this blueprint that we are today needs to be released and beautiful things like yoga, like tai chi, but even other things, kundalini practices, for instance, can be beautiful and wonderful, extremely efficient ways of reconnecting to feeling the body again which means that you will begin to reconnect to what sensations are and therefore beginning to approach or narrow down or bring closer together yourself and that gut instinct that you have so connecting back to the sense of self and then just the therapeutic work itself of bringing what has been pushed down into the conscious mind through talking about it, through writing about it, through maybe even expressing it creatively. If you're someone who's quite creative, then this can be a wonderful way, writing about it, poetry, making songs about it, painting, all of that is the cognitive way of processing what was going on creating a ritual around what you've been doing and then releasing it out and of course the reason that I talk about these things as well is because the fact of creating routines in your life morning routines essentially takes you through all of these things so bringing ourselves back to the Ayurvedic approach, the holistic approach to our life, through lifestyle choices, which is really what the routines mean, diet, eating good things that are good for you, and how you deal with your trauma, how you deal with the dysregulated nervous system that we all have, and then applying this. So that means not trying to have it as a quick fix and why isn't it working after one month, but to actually make this your new lifestyle. That is how we heal. Get in touch with me. If you need to do this, accompanied by me. You can get in touch with me through the social media, of course, whether it's on Instagram, Yogi yogisha, whether it is through email, charlotte at yogisha.com. Well, I guess those are the best ways. Um, I work with people on one-on-one therapeutic way, which means long-term. I work with people short-term as well through the Nourish Balance Thrive individual eight-week program and the group program, of course, which has also other benefits of feeling connected to other people as we do this. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember, that there's a human being on the other side of your phone of your ear pods of this microphone and i would love to hear your thoughts on what i've been talking about so please leave a comment send me a message directly if you wish this is charlotte this is me see you next time namaste